you know you are capable of more because you have a burning desire to get the absolute most out of your career and life, to starve your fears, to follow your dreams, and to realize your true potential. And we are going to do that together. This is the Own Your Career, Own Your Life podcast. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Own Your Career show. I'm your host, Andy Storch, and we are here to talk about owning your career and owning your life as we do all the time on this podcast, which has been inspired by my book, which is called Own Your Career, Own Your Life. And if you haven't read it, it's available on Amazon. And we also have free resources on our website at ownyourcareerownyourlife.com. Today, we're talking about a question that I got from a follower, really someone who's been in my Own Your Career live training program recently, who wrote in asking about what to do if you have a pretty good job and a family and like life looks pretty good, but you're mostly unfulfilled. You're not that happy, uh, at least with your career. And you feel like you kind of want to make a change, but you're scared to maybe start over uh, or change things up because you might make less money or just what to do. And um, this question came in recently, and it really resonated with me because I have absolutely been there. So um, what he asked was essentially, you know, saying, hey, I don't really know what to do as far as setting my vision for my career. I've been in, uh, you know, my profession in sales for a long time, and I make pretty good money uh, that can afford my family many things they want and need. Um, and I don't, but I don't really feel like I have a passion or a drive for what I do. And I don't really know what to do with that. I have some free time. I get to spend time with my family. I get to live pretty comfortably. I'm afraid to set a new vision and try to change things because I'll probably make less money. It will disrupt my life. And as I said, this, this really resonates with me because going back to 2016, uh, when I really started this personal development journey and everything that I'm doing now kind of started in January 2016, when I was just in this kind of situation. I worked in a career in consulting and sales. Um, I had a good job with a great company and a good salary, and I had a family, uh, and I had plenty of time to spend with that family. Like There was nothing really wrong. Things were actually pretty good, and yet I felt like something was missing. I felt like things were not going where I wanted them to go. Um, and in fact, I didn't really know where things were going in my career. I felt like, not quite like I was at a dead end, but I just didn't see where things were going, what the future held for me, and I wasn't that excited about working every day. Again, I was making pretty good money, but it wasn't that fulfilling. And I started looking for other things that I could do. I was, I was trying to research you know, real estate investing and other stuff to see, you know, can I make money more quickly so I can retire faster? And there's, of course, nothing wrong with that. I've come across many people who are really into the FIRE movement, which stands for Financial Independence Retire Early, um, which I think is awesome. Um, but as I've come across some of those people and had my own experience, I sometimes wonder if that's your thing. Is it partly because you're so unfulfilled in your career, you just want to retire as quickly as possible? And you could be really fulfilled in your career and still want to retire early, which is awesome too. But I know from my experience that that was one of the drivers for me. And it happened to be at that moment <clears throat> that I was listening to a podcast, much like this, and I heard an interview with a man named Hal Elrod, who wrote a book called The Miracle Morning. And uh, you may have heard me tell this story before. I certainly talked about it in my book, and I've talked about it on this podcast in the past, but I heard that interview, and I had never been any kind of, into any kind of personal development before, but I knew right away that I needed to take action on this. I needed to read this book and, and take action on it, do something different. 
And so I bought the book immediately on Amazon. I think I bought the paperback and the Kindle. I was just so excited to get it. I couldn't even wait for the actual book to come. So I got the Kindle and I, I got up early and started reading it the next morning at five in the morning or four in the morning, something like that, because I was so excited. And the book introduced me to concepts like meditation and journaling and affirmations and visualization, things that I had never really done before. He also talks about the importance of reading and exercise. Those are two things that I had been doing, but maybe they were a little bit more haphazard. At least the reading part was. Uh, I hadn't been reading very consistently, at least reading to learn. Uh, I usually try to read in the evening and I would fall asleep and I'd read two pages and fall asleep and then I would read like two books a year. And with the, the Miracle Morning, which I highly recommend, by the way, if you haven't read it, you haven't tried it, um, the whole idea was starting the day about an hour earlier than you need to so that you can start the day really intentionally and you can start it with things like meditation, reading, writing, affirmations, visualization, and exercise. And so I started reading every morning for 15, 20 minutes or more. And um, once I started doing that, I ended up reading something like 30 books that first year. I've been doing that pretty consistently since then. And, I've re and, and so I got into reading a lot of books. I started doing a lot of reflection, uh, a lot of introspection, a lot of self-reflection, and writing a lot down in my journal about you know, what I was thinking, experiencing. I was also listening to a lot of podcasts on walks, on breaks, um, still going to the gym pretty regularly and trying to figure out what I truly wanted to do. And now for me... I found myself really pulled towards the idea and concept of entrepreneurship. And um, this is interesting because there were no entrepreneurs in my family. I didn't know what an entrepreneur was growing up. Uh, I've talked about this in the past. My parents were teachers, but I felt really pulled towards it. And I had tried my hand at entrepreneurship in some different ways in the past and nothing that really worked out, um, but never really gave it, I think, a really serious try. So that really, really went down the rabbit hole and went all in on trying to figure out what can I do to start a business and, um, you know, kind of run my own thing. And I looked into coaching. I got certified as a coach. I looked into other businesses. I joined mastermind groups for entrepreneurs or wannabe entrepreneurs. I went to conferences. Um, I started reading lots of books, listening to podcasts, all that sort of stuff. And I share that because I started to set that vision that like, Hey, I want to be running my own business. I don't know why I'm really pulled to this. I want to be running my own thing. I'm okay with the risk. In fact, I'm excited by it as well as the unlimited potential and the ability to kind of just make my own schedule and, and do what I want. Um, I later realized as I did all this self-reflection that like one of my strongest values that I'm drawn towards is freedom and autonomy. And that's not the same for everybody. And, and you know, lots of people say they want freedom, um, but they also still value like being in a system and um, having, you know, colleagues to work with and, and collaboration and all that sort of thing. I love collaboration as well. And I talk about it with an abundance mindset. I'm collaborating all the time with uh, friends and, and, and peers in this industry. But uh, freedom and autonomy was a big value for me. So I was really drawn towards this. And so I worked really hard and invested a lot of money, by the way, into coaching, masterminds, conferences, uh, all kinds of things so that I could figure out how do I go build a business that eventually led to me uh, starting my first podcast and then my second podcast and then hosting a conference, starting a membership community and then publishing my book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life, um, and then uh, getting this podcast going and doing many other things, including, of course, going out completely on my own, starting my business and becoming a, a pretty successful, sought-after keynote speaker. And I, I say that uh, with all humility, uh, but I've had quite a few inbound requests lately from companies reaching out asking me if I would speak uh, to their employees, which I think is really, really cool. It's like the dream, exactly what I sought out for. 
uh, set out for. It was my vision and I've achieved it and I've gotten to that place and, and, and things are great. I love where I am. And at the same time, I'm always, always, always reevaluating. I'm always looking at my schedule and asking, okay, is this working for me? Is this the kind of work that I want to be doing? Is this the way I want to live my life? Am I spending enough time with my family? Am I exercising enough? Am I taking care of my health? Am I having enough fun? Am I, you know, engaging in hobbies and doing the things that I want to do? And the answer is not always yes. And so I'm always looking for ways to make adjustments. I'm always learning new lessons. My life is still changing all the time. As I shared recently, we moved from Orlando to Barcelona and my life and my schedule has changed quite a bit since we made that move and I'm still making adjustments and still figuring things out, which is fine. Like we have these life changes and, and we make adjustments along the way. And sometimes we start new jobs, etc. Um, I share a lot of that because I want you to have the background to know that, Hey, I come from a place just, boy, it's been seven, almost eight years now where I really started this personal development journey, where I was in the position that this, uh, this person was who emailed me that, uh, you know, I had a pretty good job and a family, but I wasn't very fulfilled or wasn't happy. Now, looking back, I realized the biggest thing that was missing for me was growth. I was not really growing anymore. I, you know, gotten a college degree and a master's degree, and those times were fun. I didn't love school, but they were great. They were good. Um, but I wasn't really learning anymore. And what I realized since then is that growth is a huge driver of fulfillment, and that was missing in my life. And so once I started growing and really striving towards something, even if I wasn't achieving it, just doing, you know, having that process of doing that work of working towards something and trying to learn new things every day has become very, very fulfilling. And then the other aspect of fulfillment is contribution. And so doing something where I feel like I am providing value to others, I'm helping others, like hopefully someone's going to listen to this podcast and be like, yes, I need to take action on these things. Okay. So I'm reflecting back on this. And by the way, as I mentioned, I was strongly drawn towards entrepreneurship. This is not about becoming an entrepreneur. I know that many of you, especially if you're listening to this career podcast, Own Your Career podcast, many of you have no interest in becoming an entrepreneur, which is totally fine. I think that's great. Like, we don't need everybody to be an entrepreneur. We need uh, people who want to work for big companies to make those companies run. And I need those big companies to hire me so that I can, so that I can work as an entrepreneur, right? And so there's a place for everybody in our economy, in our society, society. And if you don't want to be an entrepreneur, you would rather work for a big company or maybe you'd rather work for a small company, which, by the way, is part of evaluating like, hey, what do you like doing? What kinds of ways do you like working? Who do you like working with? And I've worked for a big company and I've worked for a small company and I've worked on my own and I prefer to work on my own. But I can also tell you that if I were to ever go work for a company again, and I don't think I will, but if I did, I would prefer to work for a smaller company because I feel like. Um, there's more of an opportunity to make an impact and get to know everybody and, and all that sort of stuff. But some people would much rather work for a big company because there's like, hey, there's more uh, resources and things you could be doing and like there's global stuff going on, whatever it is, right? Whatever your reasons are. Um, owning your career is about figuring out what you truly want and the way that you want to work and then building a career based on that, right? So if you like sales but you, and you're in a big company, but you actually think, I really would rather work in a small company where I could really feel like I'm making a huge impact on the bottom line, then maybe you, you look at making a move to a smaller company where, you know, maybe promotions are not available, but the, uh, the sort of the impact that you're making is much more obvious, right? When you can personally get a sale that, you know, increases the company's revenue by 10% or something, which would be impossible if you worked for, you know, like a billion dollar plus company, right? Like a Salesforce or something like that, right? And so, um, but if you worked for Salesforce or Oracle, 
you could maybe make a lot more money, but you'd be more of a cog in the wheel, right? And so you get to like evaluate these things and figure out what's working for you. Similarly, I think you have to understand that with everything we do and the visions we set and the things that we're looking to achieve in our careers, there's always trade-offs in these things. So from this person, Joseph, who sent me an email saying, I've got a good career in sales. I make pretty good money. It's not that exciting. I think I'd rather do something else, but I'm afraid if I go do something else, I might make less money. Now, there's a lot of gurus out there that say like, oh, you know, yeah, go, you know, don't, don't keep doing that. Go do something else, like follow your passion and you'll get paid for it. Like that's not necessarily true, right? Like what if your true passion is painting and nobody likes your paintings? Like you're not going to get paid that much money, right? We also have to be realistic about our dreams and the work we're doing and the life that we want to live. And what's most important to you, right? You could sit down and make a list of values and priorities and say, well, I really want to have a a nice house and this nice car and I have these things. And if I started over, I might have to give that up, but I don't want to, right? Which is totally fine. But what I recommended to the person who sent this email is that you first start with gratitude. So let me tell you what I recommended. First, start with gratitude because you're in a great situation. And if you have a well-paying job and a family who loves you, then you have a lot to be grateful for. And quite frankly, you're in better shape than like 90% of the global population, right? There's many people in much worse space. I mean, there's nearly a billion people in this world that don't even have access to clean drinking water, which is insane, right? And then you think about all the people that even just in the United States or Europe who are in, uh, you know, first world situations have access to whatever they want, but they're miserable in their jobs, or they don't have a family and they wish they did or whatever it is, right? So if you have a good paying job and a family, you have a lot to be grateful for. So it's important to start with perspective. And I'm not saying to settle like, oh, if you have that, then you shouldn't complain because I do think, like I said before, my mission is to, to teach and inspire people to own their careers because I think everybody deserves and wants to be happy and fulfilled in their career. And I think it's okay to want that and to strive for that. Um, it's just not okay to complain and feel like you're in the worst situation. I think you need to start with gratitude for what you have and be like, I'm so lucky I have this. And I think I'd like to make some changes. Let's figure out how to do it. So start with gratitude. The second thing is to spend time thinking and dreaming. What do you like and not like about your situation? And if I could wave a magic wand and let you do anything you want in your career, what would it be? Just start to dream. Do not stop yourself. Do not catch yourself. If one of those things is to be a NASCAR driver, professional dancer, um, an illustrator, a comic book uh, writer, or uh, a bus driver, like, I don't care, a travel blogger, just write down all those things. Maybe it's a movie producer, director, uh, filmographer, an actor, um, and maybe it's, you know, more uh, down to earth. It's, it's something in finance or marketing and you work in a different field or you'd like to move into HR because you like working with people or maybe you'd like to try your hand at sales. Um, in fact, before the 2016 sort of pivotal moment I talked about, the other majorly pivotal moment in my career was in 2010 when I was kind of fed up and unfulfilled in my career working for a big company uh, in doing work I didn't really enjoy. And I thought maybe I should try to get into sales because uh, that's where all the money is, right? That, that was the kind of the biggest driver, I think, to that. And I reached out to a friend who had a history in sales and asked him, like, hey, can you help me? And that's when he said, oh, I just got a job working for this consulting company, BTS. You should come check it out. And he got me an interview and helped me prepare for that. And I ultimately got the job and it completely changed my career and my life. It started with me thinking about what do I really want to do 
and wanting to make a change and then reaching out for help, right? And starting to dream about what is possible. And that job ended up being a dream job. It never would happen if I didn't reach out and ask for help, right? So spend some time thinking and dreaming. What do you like and not like about your situation? If I could wave a magic wand and let you do anything you want in your career, what would you want to do? What would you want it to be? Just write down all those ideas, right? So write this down. Then the next step is to get more realistic about the trade-offs involved and whether you'd really want to do it or not, right? So if you wrote down professional dancer and you're 35 years old in decent shape, it might be possible, but you would probably have to drop everything and practice dancing or whatever sport it is like seven days a week, right? Are you willing to make that trade-off? If probably not, if you're listening to this podcast, mostly corporate professionals, maybe you have a family that might not be realistic. If it's making a move from finance to HR, this might be realistic, right? Maybe you do some networking, you get a, a certification, you do some side projects and you start looking for an opportunity to make a change, right? So you start looking at those dreams, all those things you wrote down and then get more realistic about the trade-offs involved, the work involved and whether you really want to do it or not. Is it possible, Right. Some things you can check off, you can cross off the list right away. Sad as it is, um, my dream as a child was to be a professional baseball player. Um, I still think it'd be really cool to be a professional uh, baseball player or a professional athlete, but I am 43 years old. I'm in pretty good shape, probably better than 90% of my peers, but not amazing. And uh, that ship, quite frankly, has sailed. Like, it's not going to happen. Right? So I need to be realistic and think, okay, what else could I realistically do? given the stage I am in my life and, and where I am, right? And I'm not telling you, I, I hate killing anybody's dreams. So I always just start with questions like, well, what would it take to make that possible if you wanted to do that? Especially for kids, never, 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 never squash a child's dream. I just can't stand it when I see an adult do that. If a kid says they dream of doing something one day and you know that it's highly improbable, so what? Tell them like, oh, that's really cool. I wonder what it would take to make that possible. Like, let's talk about what it would take. It would probably take a lot of hard work. So are you willing to put in the practice? This is what I do with my kids, right? And then we talk about it and they decide. I'm never going to tell them, oh, you can't do that. Um, the only time I ever did that was when my daughter told me once that she was interested in becoming a child actor. And I said, you could probably do that. Um, but I personally am not willing to put in the time that it takes as a parent to support you in making that happen. I hate saying that. It's probably the only possible career she could say that I said I wouldn't do it. Um, so you can love me or hate me for that. Um, but otherwise, like support people in their dreams, support yourself in your dreams, ask what would you really like to do, then get realistic and start to talk about the trade-offs. And then ask yourself what, if anything, is missing in your life. Um, so when I started this journey, as I said, I had a good job and family and I felt like something was missing. But once I started reading and doing those things, listening to podcasts, learning, investing in myself on a regular basis, I realized for me the missing ingredient was growth. So one question I ask is, are you growing? You know, can you grow in your current role or spend time learning new skills even outside of your job? Maybe you're in a situation like this person where the job isn't completely fulfilling, but it pays really well. It, it, it kind of uh, supports the life that you want to have. And um, you're not really growing in it, but maybe you could find ways to grow outside of your career. You can take roles, uh, take on roles in your community. You can learn new skills. You can take classes, learning new things. Um, you know, I've, I've told you that recently we made a move from Orlando to Barcelona, Spain, as I mentioned. Uh, one of the things I'm doing now, I'm always growing in my business and my role, changing what I'm doing anyway. Um, but in life, I am now living in a country where I don't speak the language. And so 
we're all like scrambling to try to learn Spanish. And so I'm studying every day and learning every day. And it's like really working my brain. And I find that to be fulfilling, even though it's really frustrating because I know like nothing. Um, and it's hard to communicate with people. But it's also fulfilling to be like, okay, I'm, I've got this challenge in front of me. I'm going to take this on. And my vision is that one day I'm going to be able to have a conversation with somebody in Spanish. I just got to keep working at it, right? So maybe like you go to learn a new language and volunteer in a foreign land or something with some of your free time. That could be the fulfilling thing for you. And so the last thing that I put in here is what do you want your life to look like? And if your job is good enough, maybe it's not great, but it's good enough are there things you can be doing with your free time that would be more fulfilling, like investing in health and fitness, traveling, um, doing fun things with your family, learning new things, um, getting involved in your church or your community, um, getting involved in politics, uh, getting involved with other communities online, like starting a side business, um, starting new hobbies. Like, I don't know what it is. Um, the, the thing is like, you got to not judge yourself, right? You got to just think about what would be fulfilling for you and, um, possibly a, a good contributor that adds value to other people. And would that be fulfilling enough? Or do you feel like you need to make a big change in your career? And then going back to like the, the question of like, I'm, I'm scared to even set a vision because I don't want to start over because I'm making good money is look at sort of like you could start to make a list of all the things that you'd be interested in doing and what's realistic. And then also like on another axis, like what's, uh, what's the most lucrative, like what could potentially pay near what you're doing now. And then maybe there is something that's in that realm. Maybe you're a sales director now and you could network your way into an HR director job because you want to work with people, um, in a different way. And maybe it doesn't pay quite as much, but it's still pretty good salary and benefits and it could be more fulfilling and challenging and lead to other things down the road. Right. Um, when I made the move to start my own business, I didn't make as much money as I had been before in my corporate job for the first couple of years, but I found it incredibly fulfilling. And I would say to myself on days, some days like, man, this is hard. I'm not making as much money, but I would rather make less money and do this than go back to what I was doing before. I'm very happy with what I'm doing today. And ultimately that passion and um, consistently showing up and investing in myself allowed me to keep growing the business. And I now make a lot more money than I ever did in my corporate career. And I'm doing what I love. It's sort of like the, the best of all worlds. Now that doesn't always happen, but it did happen for me because I put so much into it. I was so invested in my vision and my dream and what I wanted to achieve. I consistently invested in it, both money and time and showed up um, and put the work into building the career and the life that I want. Now, my career in life is not for everybody, right? It's not necessarily what you want. Like I said, you may not want to start your own business, but figure it out what it is that would make you happy. Again, go back to the career you have now. What do you not like about it? What do you, what do you, what do, you do like about it? What do you like about it? Um, what tweaks could you make to make it better? Uh, is, the, is the lack of fulfillment or the unhappiness you have about the actual job you're doing? Is it more about the people you're working with? Is it the company and the culture? Is it the money that you're making? Is it the growth potential or lack of growth potential? Like really dig in, like what is it that you're unhappy about and what changes could you make? And maybe it's just as simple as having a conversation with your manager and saying like, here's where we're at. Here's where I'm, I'm just like not really feeling it. Like, are there ways we can make some changes? And if that doesn't work, then maybe you start looking for another job. You know, maybe there's potential for you to do something else. You just really got to start with self-reflection and self 
awareness and really understanding where you are and what you truly want to achieve and then start to make adjustments from there. Don't be afraid to dream. You can get realistic later. Um, have conversations with your colleagues and your good friends and your family, get suggestions from them. And once you really, you, you start to figure out what you really want to do, remember, reach out and ask for help, network with people. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, 2010, when I was also at a low and very unfulfilled in my job, I reached out to a friend, Adam Boggs, and asked him for help. He came through big time, got me a job interview, a new job that completely changed my career and my life. And I sometimes wonder where would I be if I hadn't sent him that email and asked him for help. And uh, it reminds me of a saying that my friend Ben Ben Killoy has uh, that I put in the book as well, which is that you were always just one conversation away from changing the rest of your life. You just don't know who that conversation is going to be with. And if I can add to that, it will never happen if you don't start it. Right. And so you've got to be willing to ask for help, willing to start conversations, willing to network, willing to talk to people about what you want, willing to be honest about your situation and what you really want, um, and then willing to take action when you figure out what it is, because nothing will ever change if you don't take action. So I hope that was helpful for you. Um, it was sort of helpful and cathartic for me to like share that story and talk through that because I've been in that situation before. Um, I'm proud of what I've accomplished. And like, I just really, really want that for you and for other people. I want people to be happy and fulfilled in their careers. It starts with that self-awareness and setting the vision, figuring out what you want, and then building a career based on that. Set a goal, make plans, and then do the work And it may not work out perfectly, but things will definitely get better. All right, that is it for today's episode of the Own Your Career podcast. As always, you can get more by reading my book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life, which is available on Amazon in every country. I just ordered a bunch of copies here in Spain uh, to put on my bookshelf and to hand out to people from time to time. I also ordered books that friends of mine recently published. I love supporting friends. And if you are a listener, a follower, and you have not left a review yet for my book and for the podcast, and you want to support me, that is the best way uh, to go onto Amazon, buy the book and leave a review, uh, go into wherever you listen to this podcast and leave a review and let people know how much you appreciate it. Um, that really helps me and helps the, the, the business grow, uh, the, the brand grow and the message spread to more people. And then if you want free resources, you don't want to buy the book. You can go to my website, own your career, own your and just click on bonus. You can download the five steps to owning your career, which is a free PDF summary of uh, pretty much the keynote that I give for thousands of dollars in big companies. Um, it also includes the five most common career mistakes and my morning routine. And I think affirmations too, there's a lot of good stuff in there. So go download that. Uh, let me know what you think and I will talk to you next time. Take care of yourself. And remember going back to step one, find some gratitude for what you have in your life and for the people you have in your life and share that with others and, uh, go out there and own your career. Take care.